Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome back to the Electrify Expo podcast, brought to you by the creators of the Electrify Expo. Oh, welcome back for another episode of the Electrify Expo podcast. This is Joe Boris here with Chris tomorrow, and uh, we got a couple things to talk about. But I want to lead off with uh, we're going to Miami. We're going to Miami. <laughs> Bienvenido a Miami. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> happening this week. That is the uh, that's happening at the Miami Marine Stadium. And it's going to be uh, October 16th and 17th. That'll be a fun time for everybody. So hopefully uh, we'll see you there and you can come and see uh, that we do, in fact, have faces for radio, which I think is uh, a disappointment to many people. Uh, you know, it, it is a disappointment to everybody but my mother. <laughs> did, did she predict that one? She she saw that one coming. Yeah, <laughs> she saw that one coming. Fair enough. One coming. Fair enough. Well, but yeah, Miami is going to be a good time. And yeah, we have some good topics to talk about today. Sorry to talk over you, Joe. I'm just very excited. We're just so excited about Miami. I can't handle it. And I got to say, honestly, the Orange County show in L.A. was way better than I thought it was going to be. And like, I shouldn't say that because like you're supposed to think it's going to be huge. But like, I always try to like reverse hype myself like, you know, OK, you know, if this many people show up, it'll be a success. Go through with it. And, and then, you have to uh, understand Joe Boris is constantly, you know, thinking the worst about everything, including himself. Yeah, constantly thinking the worst. And then, uh, you know, we got almost 20,000 people over, over two days. We it, had, was, uh, it was crazy, you guys. It was like, wild, man. It was so great. And we had people riding bikes and uh, e-bikes and people driving electric cars. A lot of people that I talked to there, that was their first time ever on an e-bike or the first time ever on, you know, driving an electric car for themselves. A lot of times maybe they'd been in an electric car but, uh, you know, the Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona was there. We had the Mini. And then, you know, and in Miami, we're going to have the BMW as well, which I think is going to be pretty, pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, again, this is the whole op- idea behind this is giving people a chance to get into an electric vehicle, try it out for themselves, see what it's all about. Yeah, butts and seats, right? That's what they say. Butts and seats. So, but yeah, um, we've got a few, but there's been a lot happening in the world of EVs, and we we owe you guys uh, a bit of a, an episode here. And there's a lot Some kind of jump. episode, right? There's well, let's start, off, let's start off with the easy one, right? So we have Elon Musk uh, has officially moved the headquarters of Tesla to Texas. And there's a lot of great reasons for this from a business point of view, right? There's l- lower regulations. It's not really a union-friendly state, so he's going to maximize his profit margins there. But I think the hilarious thing and the thing that bears pointing out is that Texas still won't let him sell cars in the state of Texas. Uh, it's really you can't kind buy of, a Tesla from Tesla in Texas. It's really kind of not for nothing. This is this is I don't know the cognitive dissonance, right? That's going on in Elon Musk's head, right? Oh, yes, I get to save some money on taxes, and I'm sure it's a good amount of money, right? But literally, the state of Texas will not let him sell his products in Texas. And yeah, maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe by moving there, they're finally going to go, ah, all right, you can sell here. Sure. Maybe that's is it going ha- to happen at some point? I'm sure. They yeah, can't hold out forever. But on the <laughs> same token. <laughs> can um, they? I'm pretty sure some of those guys still think the earth is flat. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. Fair point. Fair point. That said, 
Yeah, I, I, the only way I can see it making sense, right, is exactly what you just said. Putting it in terms of this is a move to get Texas to let him let them open up the market, let him do the thing. Because yeah. otherwise, again, like first off, it's a you know he's kind of spitting in the face of California, which you know gave him a factory in a sense. Like that's where Tesla got its start. All right, that's where you know the whole thing started. They sell, still sell more EVs in California than anywhere else, and. I don't know, man. It just seems kind of like a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's what he is. but that's who he is, right? Like, you know, I know. Is, you know, it's been that way since PayPal flipping the middle finger at the credit card companies. And God bless the guy, you know, he is yeah. going to make so much money on this. And like, I, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Elon Musk. I kind of see him as like the second coming of P.T. Barnum. But the fact remains the guy sells cars. The guy I mean, when builds you put it like that. I kind of and like, like dude. That. I'm 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 long Tesla, man. Just hold on to them stocks, brother. Keep riding that wave. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I I get what you're saying about the whole PT Barnum thing. I, I I do. Again, I think in a in a way, you know, when's that battery swap station gonna come out, Chris? That's you okay. and I well, saw. No, we I know. There. I know. We were there. I know. I know. And that one is that's a little. Where's my cyber truck, Chris? <laughs> That that's, that's, a, that's a topic. That's a topic for the whole episode. A whole episode. So yeah. So the other thing that I want to talk about is you know Rivian is bringing their electric truck to market, and they are actually already producing these. So the real issue here, and the question that I have is like, how did they do this, right? Like because Ford came out with the Lightning after Rivian showed their truck, and you would think that Ford would beat them to market because they're like some little tiny company, but like didn't happen. Rivian is didn't the happen. first one to bring an electric pickup to market. And I, I, I can't figure out how they did that. Well, again, I think, I, I think that we have to look again. Rivian is a startup and they are hyper-focused on one thing and one thing only, which is bringing their sole product to market. And in order for them to do that, you know, they have to be hyper-focused. They have to put all their time, all their attention into this one single product. Whereas Ford, you know, even though the F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in the country, it, they have a whole product line that they have to maintain. And yeah, the lightning is one of like 16 different configurations of F-150. Right. It's one Great version, point. one version of, you know, a, a product lineup that has dozens of versions of their vehicles all in all. And it's, it's a lot of that. And it's also, you know, I think Rivian to survive has to move fast. Ford doesn't need to move fast. And I think the third big part of this is just frankly, you know, Ford doesn't want to mess this up. Ford can't afford to mess this up. This is the F-150 they're talking about. And this is, to date, their biggest, you know, electric vehicle. They're finally really, truly, you know, I mean, the Mustang Mach-E, we'll give them that, right? But with the F-150 Lightning, they're looking, this is going to be a truly mass production electric vehicle. They can't get it wrong. They could tarnish the name of the F-150. They could tarnish the reputation with the EVs. So they really had to get this one right. And I think at the end of the day, Rivian and Ford are both doing the thing that's right for them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think that when the Ford product comes out, it has to be right. Where I think Rivian, similar to Tesla, they can almost send out a beta testing kind of product. And I don't think their customers are going to look at the fit and finish and, you know, necessarily the towing capabilities and things like that in quite the same way. But it's worth bringing up, you know, like last year, you know, back in July, we did an episode and we talked about Rivian raising two and a half billion dollars. Billion, right? yep. And 
you know, as of October, there was in the New York Times, they were reporting that Rivian has basically spent through, they've shown losses of $2 billion just this year. And that's like, it's got to be a little bit concerning, but I guess it makes sense, right? Because they have zero income. Yeah, what are they wearing? It's it's the Tesla model. And, you know, again, going, going back, you know, as much as we may want to, you know, give Elon Musk a hard time, he proved this model. He showed how it can be done. Does that mean everybody can do it? No. Does Riv- is Rivian setting itself up to at least have the best chance of making it work? Yeah, I think so. You know, and again, I think people, I think this is, you know, not everyone can do this, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? The, Elon did it with an electric car. Rivian's trying to do it with an electric truck. There's only so many more vehicles you could really try to make this model work off of. Yeah, which is, and that model being like, you know, getting other people to give you the money to, to, to make it happen and, and, and have enough money to do it where it takes a couple of years. Right. Cause Rivian's, I feel like Rivian has been around for a few years. We've been talking about them certainly for two or three. Definitely. They've definitely been around, but again, you know, Tesla was around for a while, you know, Tesla had the Tesla roadster and it was a very niche. Yeah. But they weren't making car. any money off the roadster. Right. Right. But I think, you know, Rivian kind of skipped that part and instead they're going right. to the, <laughs> skipped that part. They what, did. What, would that, what would that have been like? Oh, we'll follow the Tesla model. So you buy a couple of Ford Rangers and throw some electric motors in there. Honestly, it doesn't sound like a terrible idea. <laughs> it doesn't sound, <laughs> doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Except it has to be yeah. British. It has to be British for it to work. Okay, oh, that's the American God. way. You take a British, a small British vehicle, and you put a big American motor or engine in it. It works. That's a really good point. I mean, because that's that's first of all, that's the Cobra model. It's yeah. also the Tesla Roadster model because that was yeah. a Lotus Elise. Yeah, that's um. Man, that's a really good point. You I wonder, I want to start an electric car company. <laughs> you want to start an electric car company. We need to find a small British market car that we can bring over here and stuff it full of big big electric motors. I think that's, uh, man, that's going to be the next episode if it's not this one. <laughs> Joe and Chris start a company. <laughs> you should not. We should not do that. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's get let's get on to the next topic here because I think we're doing well. And this one I really, really like. So BMW, obviously the ultimate driving machine. They're doing a great job with their new electric cars. They've got an M package already. But what I really want to talk about is, so in China, the deal, BMW dealers in China are getting, just getting destroyed by, you know, Neo and Xpeng and all that, all these startup Chinese because BMW does not have a karaoke app I in the am, car. I am. Is this real life? This is. This makes total sense, dude. Think about this. Just about every EV, like EV and autonomous cars, even though they don't seem related, they kind of go hand in hand, right? And there's a lot of reasons for that, but the, the main one being that a standard automotive 12 volt system doesn't have the juice to power all the AI chips and everything happening in a autonomous car. So you need that 48 volt system that an EV has just natively. Right. So that kind of goes hand in hand, but if you're sitting in the car for hours and hours while this thing is driving you down the highway or stop and go traffic, don't, don't you want to rock out to some of your taste? I mean, you have taste in music. Don't you, uh, do you partake in singing a little Parliament Funkadelic here and there when you're in traffic? I, I do. I do. You don't I sing along to... with the music? 
this is actually a really good point. There's a lot of traffic in China. There's a lot of there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of time spent in in the car. However, I don't. I I never. So wait. To be clear, is this being used like to sell electric vehicles? Is this yeah? So Neo and Xpeng that both have self driving services. They have a karaoke app in the car so that while you're self-driving, you can sing along to whatever songs on the radio. It'll take out the audio and you and the people in the car Stop with it. you can That's sing to each other. What? It's so it just, awesome. plays, it just plays like the, the, the instruments, right? Like the, the, it doesn't, yeah, it voice. takes, it takes the voice track out. So that you is sing it. actually, this is another one of those ideas where it's like, why didn't I think of that? That's actually great. Can we bring this to America? Second business idea. Second business idea. Second business idea. That's karaoke five by Electrify Expo. That's this good. is actually ah, see. Okay, this is one of the things. Like this is a kind of you know, it's not directly EV related, but it's actually really kind of a cool thing that EVs are kind of bringing. But you to can't. Happen. Yeah, you can't do this unless you have an electrified car. Again, because that twelve volt system doesn't have enough juice. So. I mean, you got to think about it. So, you, you know, Matt Teske, our, our other co-host, the yeah. other part of this of this beautiful podcast, he was with me live in LA. He is like the epic road trip master. He drove from Portland to Chicago. He drove to, uh, you know, Los Angeles, which is like a 17-hour drive for him. And he does it all, not only in an electric car, he does it in a Tesla Model 3. And he does a lot of it on autopilot. And like, couldn't you see him like rocking along to like, Honestly, I, I would Bon Jovi see, or something. I would love to see it first off. Or like, or uh, you know, Total Eclipse of the Heart. He could oh, do it. That's he's great. got the vertical hair. He could do it. He does have the vertical hair. I don't have any hair, so I can't. I can't sing. Uh, did Telly Savalas ever do an album? First off, that's not true, <laughs> sir. You have you have wonderful, wonderful. Uh, male but it's only a quarter of an inch long. <laughs> 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 like I, Most of that's scar tissue because I didn't wear a helmet for a long time. <laughs> Honestly, that explains so so much. But speaking explains so much. Speaking of Matt, we actually have a big announcement uh, on his project there, Chargeway. See now again, beautiful stuff. So obviously, we talk a lot about Matt going to DC, right? And and a lot of people think that's a joke, but he actually has been for months and months. He's mm-hmm. been in talks with the National Auto Dealer Association, and his app, Chargeway which takes electric vehicle charging and it takes all of the different terms like Chatmo and JC, you know, 1772 and all this other craziness and kind of condenses it into like green plug, red plug. They, they have been chosen by the national auto dealer association, which is 16,000 member dealerships in the U S that this is the language we're going to use whenever we talk about electric cars and electric vehicle charging. That is such huge news for Matt, such big news for Chargeway. And honestly, it's big news for car dealers because up until now, they really haven't had the tools that they need to yep. properly explain electric cars. And I think that's a really good point. You know, we like car dealers get a bad rap sometimes for not pushing electric cars hard enough, but their job is, you know, car dealers are to sell cars and explaining electric vehicles can be a difficult task, especially when people are asking, it's like, what's the range? Where can I go? Where are the chargers? Right. Right. Where, and where how are you supposed work? to answer that? I mean, but, but put yourself in the shoes of like a salesperson. How are you supposed to answer that? Well, sir, if you're driving 60 miles an hour and it's a 75 degree day, you'll be able to go 230 miles. But if you're going 75 and it's 90, probably 180. 
Like that's a tough sell, but if you can put it into an app, if you can visualize it clearly, and that's what, you know, Chargeway and Matt has, have been very good at over the years is making something that's complicated into something that's very easy to visualize and understand. Um, you know, and I, I think kind of bringing it back around to the Rivian thing, I, I think the Rivian trucks are, are in the new 2022 version of the app. Really? That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, all and the vehicles I, that are EPA rated are in there. So, I mean, you would assume that the Rivians are, I'll have to check. Yeah. You'll have to check. We don't want to, we don't want to be, you know, mispresenting this. That's not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. No, you, I think we don't want to be misrepresenting it. Misrepresenting it. There misrepresenting we go. Misrepresenting it. Just missing one syllable. We're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, we're doing it. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's thing. I got to let everybody know. You I'm know what else we could do is we just leave it in there and then Matt has to go scurry back and, and do a 3.0.1 update and make sure. <laughs> Poor Matt. We'll have to go back to DC. Back to <laughs> <laughs> But again, I mean, truthfully though, that is such good news for anyone who's an EV enthusiast that the idea that when you walk into a store, you'll be able to get kind of a straight answer is, is a really big deal. So, you know, props to the NADA. They have a, a new regime yeah. over there, they have a new president, and he is really uh, a guy named Mike Stanton. He is doing a tremendous job of, uh, you know, getting his dealers on board and up to speed with EVs. And they're going to have to be, right? Because basically- and These are not going is, away. These are not yeah, well, going away. We have what? I mean, even Honda now, that Honda and Toyota were kind of the last holdouts. And they're saying that there's going to be a pure electric version of every car that they sell. Maybe not Wait, that every car. Why, why are we talking about that? Oh, because that happens next week. That happens next week. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Fair enough. But uh, wow, okay, that just blew me away. But that's no, I think that's a very good point. Like these aren't going away. And right now, there's still a lot of questions. There's still a lot of questions. There's you know, as much as, you know, again, we're obsessed with electric vehicles, you know, the Electrify Expo, you know, again, part of the whole idea is to get people behind the wheel because there's still so many people that have not had first-hand experience with it. But again, more and more people want to. I'm excited for you to test out some of these e-bikes, like the Aventon. Oh I'm so excited. Um, you know, the uh, there's one called the Zugo. It, it's, it's a little bit weird, like... But actually, it's a really neat bike. We rode one around in LA, so I think you're going to have a good time with that in Miami. And obviously, everybody listening uh, here, when you do go to these shows, whether it's the one in Miami or the one in Austin, that's kind of the cool thing about the Electrify Expo is you're not there looking at this thing rotating on a stand or behind electric or velvet ropes. You are in the car, actually driving it. You're on the bike, taking it around the track. We had Harley Davidson at the last one and guys were taking, they were doing polls on an airstrip in the live wire and guys who've been riding for 25 years were getting off this bike going, I've never been on a bike that pulls like that. And it's like, that's what this expo is all about. Get that experience, get your tickets and, uh, you know, parking's $10. Don't forget. Perfect. Perfect. You, <laughs> you can give us that money directly. You can just give us that money. It's gonna we'll be, be standing there taking your ten dollars. <laughs> You're gonna really appreciate it. And trust me, it looks like we need it. All right, guys. I think we got a show. So uh, I don't know. We'll probably edit that down to three and a half minutes, but I think it'll be worth it. God, and, uh, I really just bumped. Yeah, that congrats one. to Matt, and we'll see you guys in Miami. The Electrify Expo is coming to Miami, Florida, October 16th and 17th, and Austin, Texas, November 12th to 14th. Tickets are on sale now at electrifyexpo.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Electrify Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. 
Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV. And follow along on social media for daily clips and more.